Hey everyone, and welcome to the I'll Take a Glass podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Preston. No matter what's in it, grab a glass. And And let's let's do do life together. Okay, this is going to be a little bit of a different setup, um, but we're hitting part two of the relationship episode Mm -hmm. that we talked about because we felt like there were some things that we needed to discuss and do a deeper dive into. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're doing that now. And so we don't have, we're not inserting all the fun, the the questions at the beginning right now. We're going to go ahead and dive into this. So you brought this up and I really would love it if you could elaborate on where, what you do if it's not a mutual beneficial relationship and kind of elaborate on what you mean by that. So I think that kind of like I said, the first thing you got to ask is, does this relationship benefit me? Does it benefit the other person? And if the answer is no to either one of those, then you've got to dive into, okay, well, why is that? Right. So can I ask you a question? Sure. When you say benefit, what do you mean Mm -hmm. by that? Because people hear this and they could be like, oh, benefit, like, do you mean emotionally socially spiritually like what do you mean or do you mean like physically or we talked about we talked about there are different levels of relationship and Mm -hmm. i think that that plays into the question you're asking so i can have a guy that i work out with that's my gym partner Mm -hmm. that really pushes me physically uh and doesn't let me slack and so that relationship helps me benefit from a physical standpoint per se Mm -hmm. but It's not somebody that we spend a whole lot of time talking about where we're at in our emotions or Mm -hmm. how we have, like how how it's going at home and what our home lives are like. Or man, Mm -hmm. it just feels like my kids haven't been listening lately or my wife just doesn't get me like we don't. And so I think that all kind of depends on what level, what caliber relationship are we talking? That's good. Um, I think that you can have relationships that, I mean, really the sole benefit is like, like you mentioned, like I've got somebody that I eat lunch with and we hang out and we have some lighthearted, fun conversation. And it's just a great break in the middle of my busy work day Mm -hmm. where like life is tough at times. And it's just that little bit of relief that I need to push me through and get me through that next phase of my day, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I would just say a benefit is exactly what the word means. Like anything that proves to be good for you or for that person where do you get Um, that skill like when you say proves to be what what is that based on i'm not i'm not like interrogating you like i want people these are questions i feel like people might be asking like what do you base out off of like what is your skill like what's what's the source i would say the source would be i would i would i would come from a biblical standpoint Mm -hmm. so as the bible defines what is good Mm-hmm. Um, and think about those things, right? And so I think God calls us to take care of our body. I think God calls us to be right emotionally and to be able to process and experience the array of emotions that we do and handle those in a healthy way, respond to those in a healthy way. I think God mm-hmm. calls us to be of sound mind and judgment. Um, and so having people in your life, and then as well as so many other areas, right? But I think having people in your life that can positively invest in those areas would be a benefit. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's where I'm coming from when I say something that proves to be a benefit. Okay. Right? So if a relationship, if the answer is no, either I am not benefiting or I know that they are not benefiting, well, why? Okay, mm-hmm. so if the answer is 
I know that they are not benefiting. Well, where am I falling short to not provide them a benefit in whatever area that this relationship, whatever category that this relationship falls in? Mm -hmm. Um, And is that something that I can change or salvage without compromising who I am? Mm -hmm. Um, And then if not, then it it might be a deal where you've got to move on from that relationship. I think Um, that's good, though. I I, I don't want to blow past this because you mentioned just now that it's figuring out where it is some things that you might can change without compromising who you are. Mm-hmm. So I think there's an element to it where, again, we go back to that wise counsel of seeking out people who are professionals in this. Because let me make note, we are not counselors. We are not professionals in this. Right. But from speaking from our experiences, there is a level to it of... I go and I seek wise counsel. I whether you know that's through reading scripture and trying to figure out what are some areas in my life that truly might be unhealthy or that I need to work on. And if I have taken the time to invest in those and I've taken the necessary steps to try to invest in this relationship in a positive way, and it's not, and I don't have to compromise who I am and who I was designed to be, but I'm still looking of ways to grow. And I've done that and I've taken those steps, and we're still not meshing or vibing. It might just be that it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. It might not mean that there's something wrong with you or something wrong with them. It might just be that y'all don't mesh together and just aren't good for each other in that way. Mm-hmm. But there's another element to it, which is your, I think you're going to speak to in a little bit. So I'll let you get back to that. But I didn't want to blow past that because I thought what you said yeah. was good. Yeah. And then I also, in kind of touching on what I just said, we mentioned in the last episode, whenever there is a mutual benefit, those are the relationships that you want to invest in and you mm-hmm. want those to grow and flourish. Okay. So the example I just gave, there's somebody that you work out with that y'all invest in each other physically. You help each other, push each other in the gym, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Right. But there's not a whole lot of conversation, if any, mm-hmm. or it's not productive conversation. It doesn't take you to a place that you want to get to. Well, I think that the more you pour into that relationship, the more opportunity there would be for there to be an emotional connection made there to be a place where y'all can talk about kind of your mentalities and how you process things and being of sound mind Mm -hmm. and opportunities will then present themselves for relationships like that to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do think that there can be a deeper connection made. uh, But sometimes relationships will just solely start on Man, we connect in this one way and that's really it. And that's all there is to it right now. And that's Mm -hmm. fine, right? As long as there's a mutual benefit. Um, So I would say if the the benefit or the lack thereof falls on, I am not getting what I need from that person. Well, if you then have to get into, okay, what are the boundaries that I have set up in my life? What Mm -hmm. are my non-negotiables like we've talked about before? Uh, do I feel like I can have a conversation or we can find a mutual understanding without a boundary, a level of access, um, anything like that being compromised or taken advantage of? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you do feel like you can have a conversation and that there can be some kind of place of understanding or growth uh, of that relationship or healing of that relationship in that way, then have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if not, then walk away from the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I know that's so much easier said than done. I, I fully get that. But I think that God calls us to let go of things that are unhealthy, even if that means unhealthy relationship. Yeah. 
And so if after effort and trying and all of the things that you have done to try to salvage and save a relationship and help a relationship grow or all of the ways that you've tried to grow and change and kind of evolve the way that you think, respond, behave, all of those things in a positive way and the relationship still, like there's just somewhere where there's lacking a benefit, you've got to walk away. You've got yeah. to let it go. Um, and so, and then especially, like I said in the last one at the very end of the part one, if if you're looking at a relationship and, it, I mean, both sides don't benefit and it is toxic and harmful, like there to me it's non-negotiable and I don't mm-hmm. even know that conversation needs to be had. Toxic, like, toxic in any way. Right. Yeah. Um, that it needs to just go ahead, like cut it, cut it off mm-hmm. and move forward and you will step into all kinds of growth, blessing, and healing once you are able to do that. But you are not going to heal in a place that you have been hurt. It's just not going to happen. Right. Hurt and the other person isn't seeking repair or reconciliation too. Because repair and reconciliation requires both people to do the work, to grow, to get better, and to bring to the table the best versions of themselves that they -hmm. they have to offer at the time, but putting in the work to do it. And something, I can't take credit for this, but my counselor, I love what she told me because she was like, Taylor, like, listen, you, you don't go coach the other team whenever you're coaching, like you're coaching your team, like you're responsible for getting your team ready and coaching your team, not the other side. And so she basically was saying, cause I was getting to this thought, I was like, okay, there's an unhealthy relationship or friendship or whatever you want to call it that I feel like I'm in. And I feel the responsibility to keep holding on to it. And she's basically, and because I didn't want it. I didn't want to harm the other person, even though that person was absolutely harming me. Yeah. Um, and she's, what she was trying to say was like, you are not the Holy spirit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you have to listen to what the Holy spirit is driving you to do and how to, you should respond, but you are not responsible for everyone else's responses. Like you have a certain responsibility to yourself and a certain responsibility to grow in that area. But you also have a responsibility to listen to the Holy spirit and what, he's driving you to do and so you've got to stop trying to control how everyone else is going to respond because that's not your responsibility and it's also not your weight to carry and i thought that was so good because i was like no that's absolutely what i've been doing and we talked about that in part one of saying okay well i feel responsibility as a christian because i have to forgive and forget and i have to have i have to seek reconciliation or repair and it's like no i'm i i have a duty to forgive that does not mean I have a duty to reconcile because I can't control how other people choose to um, grow, how other people choose to heal. I'm not responsible for that. And whenever I make myself responsible for that, I am now just bringing myself down more, tearing myself down, carrying weight that I was never meant to carry in the first place. And so I've got to stop taking on everyone else's responsibilities too and understand that I have a level and a responsibility that I'm supposed to bring to this relationship and so does the other person. Right. And if they choose not to, I'm not responsible for that. That's good. But I have to then take, like I have to be able to walk away knowing I did the best that I could with at the time and hope and pray for that person and hope that God can do whatever he needs to do to change and understanding I'm not perfect in it. But if I can say I did the best that I possibly could and I sought out ways for me to bring um, to be positive, to bring positive things to this person's life in this this relationship, 
then at that point, like there's nothing else I can do. And so I think sometimes in relationships in general, especially unhealthy ones, we get to the point where we're carrying weight. We were never meant to carry anyway. And we were, we get to the point where we make ourselves responsible for things we were never meant to be responsible for in the first place. Like we're trying to be God to everybody else and we can't be. So, um, absolutely. I think that nails it. I think that summarizes it. We are a representation of Jesus to people, but mm -hmm. we are not Jesus to people. Yeah. And the moment we try to start doing that, Mm -hmm. we subject ourselves to hurt because we were not created as Jesus. Mm -hmm. We are not, we are not God. Right. And so we cannot be that for people. We are representation. We are a light. Um, we are um, hopefully a source of inspiration and a reflection of uh, Jesus, but we are not him. Right. And um, I think when we're in unhealthy relationships, it shows in our other relationships too. Mm-hmm. Like I know that when I'm affected by those unhealthy relationships that I choose to still be in, it affects the other ones that are really important to me. And so then I had to go, is this really worth the sacrifice? Like is the sacrifice of being in a bad mood and and feeling terrible about myself and all of that and this relationship and the way that it's affecting the things that matter most to me, the other relationships that matter to me, is it worth the sacrifice? Right. And most of the time it's not. So, um, yeah. So skirt segue. Okay. Um, you just kind of touched on it you touched on, uh, like making the changes that you need to yourself to Mm -hmm. bring the best version of you to a relationship. You talked about feeling terrible about yourself or bad about yourself. Um, one of the underrated or undermined or kind of back burner relationships that we have is a relationship with ourself. Mm-hmm. And being able to love ourselves, uh, being able to see beauty in ourselves, being able to see value in ourselves, being able to see all of the truths that God says about us. And I mm-hmm. think that that's one of the most difficult things that we experience as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about that relationship, the relationship and responsibility you have to yourself. Um, and I mean, when you think about it, like the the question that I just asked. I know obviously there's not two of you, but in the relationship to yourself, is it a beneficial relationship? Do right. you tell do you tell yourselves are you are you telling yourselves and rooting yourself in the truths that God says about you or are you listening to what the world has to say about you? Mm-hmm. Um and that is one obviously you can't cut off you can't cut off the relationship with yourself so that is the one that requires some change if there's not a benefit there but let's talk about that relationship so what are some ways that um that we can kind of improve or what are what are some ways that like what would you say is the number one most important thing in the relationship with yourself if you had to say it um i think i have to have grace for myself mm-hmm. there's a lot to unpack in this one yeah. And I struggle with this. I'm trying to cry. Um, because I think that um, I allow people who haven't earned the right to speak into my life to speak into my life in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And then I wind up not having grace for myself because then I start to speak negatively you know, to myself. You believe those to be the truth. Right. And yeah. so I think it it first, really, I think the first step in the relationship with ourselves is 
really some evaluation, evaluating what are the voices, the most common voices speaking into my life and not just people, but even myself are the most common things I'm saying about myself. Is it kind? Is it true? Is it helpful? Because we've talked about that too with our family mission. And then the people that are speak, I'm allowing to speak into my life, like have they earned the right to do that? Mm-hmm. And I think I have definitely grown in this area, but it has taken so much time and work, like so much time. And I think I think the most important that I can thing that I can do for myself is have grace for myself because I struggle with mom guilt very much. Um, I struggle with guilt in general because I'm the most critical person of myself because I think I have to prove myself or I might not be worthy in a certain area and I have to prove why I'm worthy because I've allowed these other people or things to speak into my life to say, you're not good enough. Yep. You're not worthy enough. Like you have to strive for this to You've prove yourself. you to be a question of work. Right. And I've allowed people and statements to become true in my life where mm-hmm. those statements and those people have not earned the right to speak into my life in that way. And I think when I started to evaluate the voices I was listening to, then I got to a place where I go, no, they don't have space. Like you don't have space here. And that's including like, even, and I'm like, I don't want to over-spiritualize it, but when I get here, when I think about it, I'm like, Satan, you don't have space in my life for this. Like you don't get to speak to me. Mm-hmm. You've not earned the right to speak to me. Matter of fact, like you're not allowed to be in my presence because I know who and what God says about me. I know mm-hmm. what he says about me. I know what he believes about me. I know how he designed me to be. And he has earned the right mm. to be in my life and to speak into my life. Mm. And so I think I've really had to filter those. But I think the best thing I can do for myself is have grace because I know I'm going to fall short. But when I do fall short, then who has earned the right to speak into my life in the ways I fall short and in those areas? Mm. And how can I take the truth about my what I should know about myself and what I believe? And even if I don't believe it, how can I tell myself what are the things I can say to myself to to help me grow to where that just becomes common to say, no, that's, that's not true. Like, that's not what I have to believe about me. Um, because I'm, I think I lean more toward, I just give everybody else grace. Like I try and I'm like, oh, and I just make excuses to a certain extent at a fault, but I don't give myself grace. Like I don't go, man, I fell short in this area and could I work on it? Absolutely. What are ways I can work on it? But then also what's the truth about myself? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's evaluating who's speaking into your life and who's earned the right to speak into your life. It's evaluating ways that I can grow as an individual, especially in the spaces where I fall short. But then it's also, it requires for me to speak truth and life into myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is one of the most important things we can do for our relationship with ourselves is seek ways to grow where we're struggling, where we fall short, but also seek ways to give ourselves grace and seek ways to, like we owe it to ourselves to evaluate the voices mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. That was strong. And I would say on that same note, if his great, if his grace is sufficient, then who are you to say that you would run out of grace for yourself? Right. And who am I to say that I'm anything less than what God says about me? Absolutely. Like, how have, what have I done to put myself above him to say that I'm, I'm not who he designed me to be and mm-hmm. to say that I'm not good enough? Like, who am I? Mm-hmm. And I have to check myself in that too, because sometimes it's like I fall into this, oh, this pity party. And I have to get to the point where I'm like, who are you? 
Like, who are you to say that you're not who God created you to be? You know what I mean? Like almost kind of checking myself. Yeah. Um, and when I, when I see it that way, I'm like, okay, like I can, I can fall short and I'm never going to be good enough, but he is. Mm -hmm. And where am I giving him space in my life to speak into it, to grow me, to fill me and to drive me to have a more positive outlook on who I am. And I also owe it to myself to try to grow in the areas where I'm not, where I'm falling short. Yeah. Like I owe it to myself. I owe it to God. I owe it to the people, to the relationships that I'm in. And I owe it to the people around me to try to be better knowing I'm going to fall short, but I have to put the effort in toward that too. Yeah. And if we can't be our best selves, then we can't make the people around us better. And we're designed to grow and bring other people to Jesus. But I can't do that if I'm not allowing him to speak into my life. And I can't do that if I'm not willing to grow as a person and as an individual and to seek out ways to be better in the relationships that I'm in. No doubt. So. And I would say another critical element of the relationship that you have with yourself, the relationship that I have with myself is just like we talked about at the very beginning of our relationship episode. Like one of our non-negotiables became time together in a day. Mm -hmm. You have to give yourself time with yourself, doing things that you yeah. enjoy. And I think you can speak to this and I don't, you can, you don't have to, but I don't want to speak for you. But I think that when you do that, when you give yourself time to do the things that you enjoy and the time to be yourself with yourself mm -hmm. then you are naturally going to lead a healthier life mm -hmm. for the relationships that you are in and for yourself i think that when that time becomes limited for one reason or another or that you don't have as much of that time or you don't have any of that time to spend doing what you like um with yourself well then i think that you're going to feel a void in this place mm -hmm. because you're, you were designed to be in relationship and that includes with yourself. And so if you never spend time doing the things that you enjoy to do uh, as an individual, well, then there's going to be a void there. And so I think that it is critical to be able to spend time doing what you enjoy to do and creating a time and a space for that. And for some people, like I, I would say for me, that comes pretty naturally. Like I don't have a hard time spending time doing what I enjoy to do. Mm -hmm. um, not that I kind of seek out ways to be away from everybody or anything like that, but like, I, I don't, I don't really have a struggle with saying like, all right, I got to dedicate some me time. So mm -hmm. like when you make the comment, Oh, how nice it would be to be a guy and the nothingness. <laughs> yeah. Part of that is it, it is a reset that I feel like I almost like need and require in order to be the best that I can be for all of the other time that I'm with mm -hmm. anyone else that I'm with. Um, it's just an opportunity to step away from reality a little bit. And whether it's playing a video game or watching a football game or going to work out and just a place where I don't have to think I can just relax, be comfortable and kind of have that reset time mm -hmm. with God, time fishing, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so many things for me that I could go do that I would enjoy doing not playing golf, but yeah. if that's you, <laughs> then that's you. But, um, I think that when we, when we lose that time in the same way that we talked about in our relationship, when our date time got limited, 
we felt an impact mm -hmm. on our marriage or when we didn't have date time, we felt this huge impact mm -hmm. in our marriage. I think the same is true if we don't give ourselves time to go do things that we enjoy to do. You're going to feel an impact on yourself. And I think sometimes that's hard to articulate. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully I just gave words to that for someone. Yeah. I, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Like I struggle bad to give yeah. myself me time. Yeah. Because I mentioned I struggle with mom guilt. So sometimes I feel like, or just guilt in general, which isn't from God, but sometimes I feel like I, if I sacrifice the 30 minutes I might need or whatever that looks like, then I'm not being a good mom because that means I can't go get my kids as early or whatever it means. Right. You know, um, cause there, I also think too, like there's so many studies out there and the world's like, oh, you need these eight things every day, which is almost impossible. Like you need these yeah. eight things every day that you have to do for self-care and good habits. And it's like one of them we know is sleep, but what about the mom or the dad? who can't sleep because their newborn is up. You know what I mean? Like what are other ways you can offset that and find ways to invest? I think you have Coffee. to customize it. Yeah, true. That helps me. <laughs> I think you have to customize it to the season that you're in in life. Mm -hmm. I think you have to find ways to customize it to who you are and what you enjoy. And I think like, instead of putting a time limit, just commit to doing it. Like yeah. to start and so like, instead of going, oh, I have to get 30 minutes of, like for me, working out is one way that I know that I feel better, but not every day I, can I work out because something happens or right. whatever it is. So, okay, I missed my workout today. Well, what is something I can do this evening, no matter the time that I can do to invest in myself and give myself some time to reset because ultimately it makes me better for my other relationships like you alluded to. And so I think instead of going with a study show that we have to spend 40 minutes doing this or whatever, just go, you know what, today I'm just going to try. I'm going to attempt to read my book. I'm just going to try to get through as many words as I right. can today, whatever my body allows yeah. me to do, like those kinds of things, like mm -hmm. saying, you know what I mean? So I just think instead of putting all these stipulations and standards on it, like there's just commit to doing the thing, just do the thing mm -hmm. instead of a time limit or whatever. And instead of committing to doing the eight things or whatever, I think it's actually seven maybe, but instead of committing to that, like, what's one thing I can do today? What is something I can do this week? What's one major thing I can do this month? If that's what you have to get to. Yeah. Um, because a lot of us are in different seasons and yeah. have different requirements. So I think that's something else to add. Yeah. And I might ruffle some feathers right here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just felt like this needs to be said. Mm -hmm. For all of the guys listening, you are not called to work really hard mm. and come home and sit on the recliner. Mm. Yeah. That is not what you are called to do. Don't dress that up as you time. That's not what that is. Mm -hmm. That is you investing all of your time, effort, and energy in one area of your life and neglecting yeah. another area of your life. Mm -hmm. I I listened to Matt Chandler talk about this in a sermon, and I get to a place of, like, when I lay down at night, like, I ask myself the question, have I earned the right to sleep? Like, did I mm -hmm. earn my sleep tonight? You know, did I work hard in every aspect of my life? That's good. Not did I work hard at work, 
and didn't do anything the rest of my time that I'm awake. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this misnomer that guys, husbands, fathers have is, well, my worth and what I bring to the table is my ability to work a job and provide. And that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to do that well. And if I just do that, then that's all that's required of me. That is not the truth. Mm-hmm. You are a husband. You are a father. And you are responsible. You have responsibilities and you are responsible in both of those roles outside of going to work and bringing home income. At least in my opinion and what I believe is true of uh, the Bible and what and what God says about that as well. But I would go as far to say if some of the statement, if that statement bothers you you might need to kind of evaluate that area and see And the same for women. Like I think we get to this place of, Oh, I have to do everything for everybody. And my job is not to load the dishwasher perfectly. Like if you volunteer to do it, I have to get to a place where I'm going to let you do it. So I can go do the me time that I need and not feel bad about it. Like it's us working together. If we decided to be together, like I'm not saying don't take me time. But your me time is not sitting on a recliner from 6.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. And it's rinse, wash, repeat the next day. Yeah. Like, that's not. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like Tay just said, like, if that bothers you, you can't whoop me. So, just know <laughs> that. Preston Scott. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think this is a good conversation. I think it's a much needed one. And I'm glad we had it. And I hope that it helped somebody out there um so let us know your thoughts leave us a review um let us know if there's a relationship that we didn't touch on that you would like for us to speak about just send us a dm and we would love to continue having these conversations with you and with each other and we're um we're pumped so thank you for joining us again this week and we hope it was helpful to you and we will see you next week peace that's it for our show today thanks for listening Be sure to leave us a review and share this episode with a friend. Tune in next week for more fun and connection. In the meantime, don't forget to visit our website, view our blog, and connect with us on social media throughout the week. Don't forget to fill your glass this week. Share this episode with a friend and invite them to have a glass with us. We can't wait to hang out with you again. This episode is brought to you by Rambo Media. Thanks for tuning in.